0: Welcome to the Contractor's Best Friend podcast. I'm your host Brad Humphrey and we're sponsored again today by FourConstructionPros.com and Caterpillar. Today joining me on this very critical topic for many contractors is Lonnie Fritz Caterpillar Senior Market Professional Construction and Industries with a heavy focus and heavy uh, construction and road building. And Lonnie, we, we've shared a lot of stories over the years on these podcasts, but this one is interesting only because we really haven't talked about it alone. We've I think we've hit upon the outside of it, maybe around some different podcasts. But How should I implement as a contractor, how should a contractor implement compact technology? Maybe start off with giving us
1: what is it and how far out is its reach? Yeah, so a technology that uh, maybe some of the listeners are not familiar with is compaction technology. Intelligent compaction is another term that is commonly used. We're familiar with grade. We're familiar with payload. Compaction technology is the technology for that customer that is moving material spreading it grading it and compacting it to a specified moisture and density which is a compaction spec there's two different technologies that accomplish this task one is cmv or compaction meter value compaction meter value is accelerometer based Okay, So you have to have the vibratory system on. This is for vibratory compactors only. So if you don't have
0: that, this is not really applying to you then, right?
1: Yes, correct. 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 And it is available across many different OEMs out there, manufacturers, including Caterpillar. Primarily seen in the hot mix asphalt industry with the vibratory compactors. It also plays in the soil space and in the aggregate space as well. Um, The other technology, the second one, is Caterpillar Exclusive. It's machine drive power known as MDP, and it's simply measuring the rolling resistance. What does that initial stand for again? M? Uh, M- MDP is machine drive power. So gotcha. it's reading off of the drivetrain of the machine, off of an 815 tamping foot soil compactor, for example, off of a pad foot, off of a smooth drum um, vibratory soil compactor. But again, this is in the static side of things. Um, It's measuring rolling resistance, or most importantly, the material stiffness as you impart that compactive effort into the material that you're compacting. So you have those two different types of measurement devices measuring the compactive effort. And when you augment that with mapping, now we are tying the compaction to a location. Now, this technology is sometimes found, um, depending on the state you're in, in the bid specifications, specifically as a method spec, saying you shall use intelligent compaction technology. And what they're looking for, Brad, often is they're looking for the data feedback. So they have the compaction, they have the location from the map, and all that data is stored and off-boarded. It helps them understand the quality that they're getting. And also it can be used, that data is very powerful, when they look back at um, the longevity of that pavement and try to detect, hey, maybe, why did we only last you know, 10 years here instead of the 12 we're seeing out of the other pavement, and start looking at some of that compactive effort, not to say it's out of spec, but it tries to draw those conclusions and to help make our pavements last longer. But we all know the pavement is only as good as a foundation under it. It's kind of like life or a house, right? That's it's a right. foundation under it that holds it all up. And again, that's why it's so important to leverage compaction technology for your base material your subgrade material your embankment material and build that foundation all the way up to when you get to that wear surface of the pavement so this technology can be used from the ground up pun intended all the way to the surface i think this is great what a beginning
0: answering the why for me because i know it's important as a past paver you know vibratory and all that i Mm -hmm. I got got it completely with you when you look at this you gave us you sold us really well on the value of this How do we measure type? What do we buy?
1: What do we invest in? Yeah, as far as the types, when you look at that, the CMB or the compaction meter value, um, again, that's on those smooth drum vibratory rollers, the pad foot compactors. That type of technology is primarily used on the granular soils and then again also on the hot mix asphalt pavement Ah, um, with the accelerometer-based. Now that machine drive power, when we look at machine specific, it can be used on the smooth drum vibratory, the pad foot vibratory and the tamping foot soil compactor. So far as Caterpillar nomenclature goes, those are the 815s and the 825s to spill over into another space for those of you out there, maybe in the waste industry. Um, we have compaction technology for the waste industry as well, which is huge when you start talking the landfill business, but I'll leave that to our landfill experts. So a lot of value, Brad, um, with this technology. Obviously, we don't bring it to market just because we want the engineers to work on something new. It, it's about minimize the number of passes, right? Could reduce the number of machines you need. Um, it obviously is a, is a big play on fuel efficiency, right? We We commonly in the industry think the more passes we hit, quote unquote, or we make over a given area, uh, the more dense it will be, we're going to drive up the curve and just keep reaching a, a better, better product. That's not true. Those familiar with compaction and specifically the Proctor curve, it's a, it's a curve of points, the points regarding moisture and density create a curve. As you climb that curve, you will get to a vertex. And then you start falling down the other side of it because you're starting to pull those particles apart. You've reached the apex, the top of the curve, where you have that actual uh, maximum compaction that you need for specification. Now, a little bit more on how it works, Brad, to, to some of your question there, too, I believe, is it's a relative system. What I mean by that, it's not direct density. It doesn't give you the exact density reading. What it does is it correlates back to a nuclear density gauge. This isn't to displace quality control. It's to minimize the amount of foot traffic out on the uh, lift, if you will, while you're compacting, because it doesn't require as much testing. And what that does is it allows you to test me anywhere per se, is what it is, because once you have correlated your reading, so for example, if you're reading out a 95, right? It's just a simple gauge in the machine. And you're running a standard proctor, let's say, of a compaction of 95. If you have 95 in your machine, you know, with the material being consistent, moisture being consistent, that you should be achieving the 95% of standard proctor. Now, let's use a different number. Let's say we're on a different type of soil. You're compacting away. You're checking it with the nuclear density gauge. Your, your density is climbing. You put seven passes in. You get a reading of 115. You ask the inspector, hey, what am I getting? They say 95 and a half. But you're at 115. You know, then what? Yeah, because it's just a relative reading. It's just a scoreboard. And so what is that operator looking for? That operator finally now has the understanding, instead of being all this guesswork, do I have density or not? I don't know until when. It's tested. That's powerful. I know now every second of my shift by looking at the gauge that I have compaction or not, Based on 115, the inspector had a passing test. And now I tie that to location. Now I, have, I tie my compaction back to my location. I provided the owner with a quality surface all across, all the way down the X coordinate and all the way over the Y coordinate. The entire area is compacted to the engineered specifications. Lonnie, this is powerful because
0: I, I mean, I, I don't understand all of the science in there, but I know enough having been a paving contractor, I know what you're talking about. And But one of the things I like, you sold a lot of the return on investments, uh, return to invest in this. Is this technology, is this something that you could add to a piece of equipment or is this really something that is built? I know it's built into equipment now, but is this something that can be added? Is that
1: something that a contractor that's got an older piece of equipment? Is that, does that even possible? Yeah. So on the CMV, the compaction meter value, which is accelerometer based, it can be added on after the fact. Um, we do not encourage or recommend machine drive power per se being added on after the fact. It, it is better as a factory fit option, not to say it's impossible. Um, at this stage of the game, it's not highly recommended or
0: Having said that, then what is the model year that maybe some of this might have really registered in Caterpillar or other organizations? We don't need to name anybody, but I mean, is this like a two thousand and sixteen edition that got improved and is now standard, or was it a two thousand and eighteen? Was it
1: a two? I don't. I didn't hear this back in the early two thousands. Yeah. And, you know, unfortunately, Brad, it's still some of a sleeper today. Technology. <laughs> okay. <laughs> kind of where we okay. started earlier. No, on. that's good. That's honest. I appreciate that. Yeah. You're, you're looking back in the, in the 2010s per se, you know, and it, it was developed by some of the DOTs really grabbed a hold of us. The departments of transportation really grabbed a hold of us. It continues to pop up in more and more method specifications as they see the value in it. It is powerful. It is insightful. We have customers coming to us doing trials and really falling in love with the technology. And like, you know, we just uh, continue to need to understand better what you guys have and how we can leverage it in our business because you won't miss another density test, Brad. You are going to see if you have an area that's unsuitable or not going to pass before you ever inspect it, especially CMB because it reads down to about three to four feet. It uh, reads a much larger area than the machine drive power, because machine drive power, again, cat exclusive, is measuring off a rolling resistance and it's measuring closer to the lift that you're currently constructing.
0: Yeah. Well I know I shouldn't do commercials for you guys, but the fact <laughs> is I think it's a darn good thing. And 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 having spoken, those of you who are listening to this podcast, you know, I've had the privilege of working with contractors that were doing state jobs in Texas and in the state of California. It don't get any tougher than those two states in a lot of ways, especially California. But but the fact is is that th- this has had a major and positive I will say a major impact on contractors that, that took it on as a challenge and are trying to, and I think anything you guys can do uh, to up that and improve that, I, I think it's terrific because you are absolutely, especially in public jobs, this is getting to be, I mean, it's just required. It's just required. And if you don't play the game, you're not going to get a chance to go to
1: the table and even compete. Yeah. You know, Brad, uh, compaction, I've seen numbers out there. It's, it's minuscule. It's a minimum cost usually to an earth moving operation if you're importing material. And by the time you put all those resources to it, but on the flip side, it's the most important because Brad, you have industry experience just like myself. Tell me a time you were able to go on with the next lift, even though the current lift did not pass compaction. It's impossible. It's not going to happen. At least it's not advisable. No, no, you're <laughs> so, certainly right. Yeah. So very important here to, to know exactly where you're at. You'll pass that lift quickly. Um, you know because you know exactly what's there and be able to get on with the next lift therefore the job is able to progress
0: yes you almost, you almost made me want to go out and buy a piece of equipment with this off there again this is pretty this is exciting to me because i because i do deal with contractors that are struggling with this and and so it's just nice to know that we again i don't want to do a commercial but it's nice to know you guys are knocking it out of the park and it still has a long way to go probably in a lot of cases well hey Lonnie thank you so much for your input today this has always as usual been very helpful if you're listening to the podcast podcast. We certainly want to invite you to to listen to it again. You weren't able to keep up with the notes that Lonnie was uh, speaking through. But and also uh, you'll get some information in just a moment about where you could go find some other great podcasts covering a wide range of topics that uh, I've had hosts, including Lonnie many times as a host, uh, guest speakers and some of these other folks that have joined me on the podcast. So thank you for being here. And as always from the family here at uh, the Contractor's Best Friend podcast, have a great year. Enjoying the Contractor's Best Friend podcast? Sign up for updates on new episodes on for constructionpros.com.